Hey there, welcome back to the Through Nature podcast. Um, I know it has been a very long time since the last episode, so I want to offer my apologies for that. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to get into why that is. Um, here we are, so <laughs> I hope you, you forgive me. And uh, let's stick right into uh, one of my favorite topics, actually, and a very personal one for me as well. But before we do that, just as always, try to just ground yourself in the present moment, feel your feet on the ground, um, just relax your shoulders and take a deep breath. Exactly, um, that can do wonders. So yeah, reconnection, that concept is for me, I mean, there's no definition of it, I guess. Um it's just something I use for myself to kind of think about what to pursue in life um, from s very small to like bigger decisions. Um, it's like a roadmap. So I'm going to ask myself before whatever I do or choose or whatever, um, you know, is this fostering connection or reconnection? Or is this um, actually like bringing about separation? Um, and whatever the opposite is of connection, I guess, disconnection, right? Um, so some of those things are like probably applicable to most of us, um, while others might be very personal. Um, so just play with this idea and what it means for you and what it might entail for you, right? Um, so basically the starting point of this is like, I see a kind of a chronic uh, disconnection in our society today. It's just, you know, when I look around, at least in the West, so I cannot talk for other societies, and it's probably also different, um, a lot of dynamics going on there. So I'm focusing, of course, on the West, where most of us uh, live in. And so we can, like, um, sort the types of disconnection into different areas and the first one would be um, disconnection between people and other people right um, and you know for instance we don't talk as much like person to person anymore um, of course uh, that is way less than it was like even 15 years ago before smartphones were such a big deal for instance um, the young don't talk that much with the old people. Like I feel like there's also kind of a rift between generations. Um, maybe the left doesn't engage with the right and vice versa. Um, neighbors might live their separate lives without really ever, you know, connecting on a deeper level than saying hi. If, you know, that is something you can get, even just hello um, feels special nowadays, which is kind of, I don't know kind of frustrating <laughs> or sad. Um, the nuclear family has often replaced a whole like intergenerational community, you know, which was a family where the children would grow up in. Um, we have at least, that's my perception, less of like physical contact as well, even though that might be coming back more and more with like more hugging and stuff. But in general, I feel like we don't really touch each other a lot. It's also like, a, of course, a um 
you know, I also get it in a lot of ways that it might might be uh, inappropriate with all the the shit that has come to the press in recent years. Um, but in general, like touch is a very very um, like primordial kind of need for humans. So you know, just something that I have observed. Um, also, we might communicate through posts and tweets and messages. Um, you know, but that just, it's not a replacement for real interaction. And also we don't really have those, well, like communal rituals anymore, you know, that people used to have for like millennia. So, you know, even dancing, singing together, that kind of stuff, which today we might say, that's super weird. But, you know, just anthropologically, that has played a very, very important role for like social cohesion and like feeling like, you know, you're part of a group. And you don't feel alone, like you share common values or you celebrate something together. Of course, those things still do happen. I'm just saying it's probably become a lot less as our society has become more individualistic over the time. Um, At least, you know, again, that's how I feel about it. Um, And so while not all of these are like per se bad or like black and white, um, I think that the extreme polarization and culture wars that are happening today are related to this disconnection, this loss of what we might call interliving or interbeing. Um, and, you know, really engaging with, it, with each other uh, on a deeper level. Um, and then next we could also say that there has been a growing disconnection between people and n- the natural world, right? So we spend most of our time inside, in front of screens even, or in concrete cities. Um, And for me, like, really what hit that home was when I was in New York. And there was like this one square meter um, on the ground that, you know, could have been grass, because it was green, but it was fake grass. (laughs) So literally plastic made from fossil fuels. And that just kind of hit home, like the extent of our disconnection to the natural world in a way. Um, It was kind of a, I don't know, kind of a a moment I think about a lot. It's such a small thing, but it just shows like we even put fake grass where, you know, you could easily just sow some grass in like two minutes. Um, But okay. (laughs) Uh, Something else I heard a few, few months ago was like, when have you last let down in in the grass just watching the clouds you know go by and i actually couldn't answer that question like it has been that long that i don't even remember like it's been years um you know just as an indicator for how little we engage with nature most of us at least um and then you know something else i came up with like we eat like microwave process pre-packaged food uh literally yeah if you can call that food but then we take like a multivitamin pill and, you know, we think we're well nourished. Um, also on like the larger scale, like by 2050, 90% of the soils worldwide could be depleted. Uh, that number is about a third today. Um, the sixth mass extinction, as you might know, is underway, where uh, 150 species are lost per day, through mostly through human activity. Um, you know, almost no one of us grows their own food or even a little bit of it or knows really where it comes from, you know, has a connection to what we eat. That's also become very rare in the Western world. Um, 
we have a lot of noise and light pollution like that is literally changing the behavior of other organisms that have function have been functioning in a specific way for millions of years you know um, of course there's plastic in all of our blood you probably read about that um another indication is like we don't even know like 10 plants probably in our yards or in the forest but you know you know just show us like 100 different brands and we all know them by name um you know it just shows me that the values have shifted um and yeah that's what it's like to live in a industrial modern um society i guess so again um these are just some examples, you know, again, they're not all bad or wrong. It doesn't mean we have to go back to the, the Stone Age or whatever. Um, but honestly, like, the balance of life on this planet has been seriously disrupted um, by humans. And we are approaching or have transgressed some of the tipping points on this planet. And also, of course, we're going to suffer and we do already suffer uh, health-wise, mental health-wise. And in my opinion, this disconnection is probably the underlying cause of that. We have like severed the bond with nature in many ways. And even the, you know, the, when I say nature, that's already a separation, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a human, I'm here. These animals, maybe these are plants, you know, when nature is out there, when in reality, it's literally all one, like, we're literally part of nature, we're embedded in it, like there is no separation. The separation was like is a construct, you know, that was constructed like a few centuries back. Only it's not a very um, old idea. It's literally the backbone of modernity is to say, you know, um, yeah, to have this division between humans and the rest, basically, because then you can exploit nature, you can uh, commodify it, you can just privatize it, whatever. So in order to do all of that, um, you need to disconnect from it in this way. And I think we suffer a lot from the consequences still today. And other people in other cultures, they might not think like that. Um, you know, this is a whole kind of worms I'm not going to get into, but other societies might see, well, you know, if you destroy this river, you're destroying us, you destroy our history, you destroy our culture, you destroy our identity, our language whatever everything is connected to this river where we live at you know for instance um so that's a very common worldview you might have of more traditional and indigenous peoples of the world like everywhere it doesn't matter where they are like they are part of their environment they're not separate so little parenthesis there um and then of course between ourselves like we're also disconnected with ourselves basically so, you know, many of us are like chronically stressed and anxious. We do not really live up to the potential that we all have. Um, and we often don't even know our core values or goals, where to go, you know. Um, we might not understand our behavioral patterns. We are struck, uh, stuck in trauma. We have negative self-talk, um, you know, feel like we have to prove something to others. We might feel overwhelmed a lot. We might, you know, consume to to dull some of those difficult emotions. Um, we might feel insecure and lost. Um, so, you know, again, um, 
yeah this loneliness and isolation is is so real for me as well um even though i have so many social connections it's still and it's not to say that that is bad or not normal um but yeah <laughs> i still feel like sometimes like a fish in in his aquarium without you know just isolated it's very weird even if i'm surrounded by people and i, I know you can probably relate to that experience but um yeah we might also not listen to our bodies you know fill it with junk or external stimuli all the time and um yeah i mean the list goes on you know the, these have just been some examples from my own life to kind of give you an idea and just get you thinking you know this is not at all exhaustive or whatever it just came up with these real quick um and then even further there might be a disconnection with what you know might be called spirit spirituality like a bigger picture um something that is larger that transcends our human experience human form our thinking minds um and without even getting super spiritual or lofty about it like could just mean acknowledging all the beauty around us acknowledging the miracle literally that is our body um to like be more grateful for all of what we get every single day what we are able to witness um to maybe focus more on giving and you know serving others and maybe seeing trying to see the good in others um and you know maybe taking it further and like you know thousands of people before us um to kind of really try to get to the core of what is happening in this experience like what is truth you know realizing what we really are and just from you know there are hundreds thousands of teachers out there so i don't know that just gives your life a bigger purpose it gives it a new frame a new context in which you move you know because then everything else is like part of that bigger journey in a way so it takes a lot of pressure off at the same time at least that's my experience um but yeah so much of you know how i think about my life is how to start closing these gaps and reconnecting with all of those de uh, de uh, all of these domains sorry and these aspects of life right um and basically you know i just approached it by okay i'm just going to turn all of those disconnections on their head uh you can literally just turn them around 180 degrees and then you start moving in the right direction um that's my hypothesis about this <laughs> so of course this is not easy and it's going to be a slow pro uh, process um but i think honestly it's what we have to do um for ourselves and also to kind of steer humanity onto an evolutionary path that allows us um for a good future for all and within the boundaries of our planet you know i think that should be the goal and of course that leaves a lot of room of interpretation and flexibility but you know whatever it means to you um because right now it looks in many ways like we're st running straight into a wall so uh you know <laughs> you could say well uh, let's uh, reconnect or die and laugh about it um that's sometimes how it feels to me either we reconnect to all of what we've shut out that we not want to look at that you know we're not taking serious that we're um ignoring not paying attention to and if we can reconnect to that like such a beautiful world is possible like so many possibilities open up it's actually very very exciting um so you know just 
um, a few examples for or how I try to um, use all of the these insights, these ideas I've had about my personal life and how I try to reconnect um, to myself, others, uh, nature. Um, and the first is probably to connect to my breath, my physical sensations and my thoughts a lot more like just making awareness literally the backbone of my experience um like let's say i get angry with someone like literally quickly i'm like okay i am angry you know in real time i can see what is going on i can see my reaction i can feel my body stiffening up etc um that's enough you know you don't have to react to that acknowledgement even at least in the beginning just being aware of it um and then you know these are not in a particular order so just acknowledging my own suffering and also in others um which just brings up this compassion that is you know it just comes very naturally and it kind of changes the whole quality of my life at least because I wish everyone the best, because I know that they are suffering, I know because I am suffering, and that just, you know, creates a connection with people and beings that I've never seen even, or I don't know at all, um, which, of course, if you're super sensitive, is also, it can feel like a burden, so sometimes it's natural and normal to kind of close down a little bit, to have boundaries, but in general, we I think we could use a bit more of that, <laughs> And also a big deal for me is to open up and acknowledge my own privilege um, and learn, you know, about the history of discrimination, racism, genocide, slavery, sexism, and so on. Um, Because, again, that's part of us that, you know, we shut down, like we didn't look at for a long time. But now, finally, I feel like society is ripe as well to kind of dig deeper into those. And also, you know, to learn about how our ancestors lived, what were their you know, beliefs, ways of living, ways of doing things, um, what was their art about, their literature, whatever. Just also connecting to the past in that way. Um, Also for me, part of it is to question my own lifestyle. Like, do I really need this? Um, What is important to me? How can I break out of that endless cycle of, like, consumption, of consuming stuff, like, new social media, unhealthy foods, etc. What's at the root of that, you know? Um, Because I think at the root of all of these lies this connection, lies an unwillingness to look deeper, to be with whatever is happening, you know, to do the hard work in a way of being present and not uh, looking for distractions. Um, Also a big part and such a beautiful part of my life recently as well um, has been to build and find community again like how can I be a better friend how can I listen better how can I share authentically and honestly with others how can I bring people together Um, you know what role does travel play what role does learning about new cultures play Um, and also stop blaming and judging others and look beyond our differences like to the best of my abilities um, to to volunteer for causes, for instance, that you know you're passionate about, to you know just strike up a conversation with a stranger, whatever it is. Like there are a million ways, and that's the fun part of this work. Like there's literally n- an infinite ways of doing, like going about this. Um, another part would be to connect to my inner child, which 
like luckily I remember very well like that feeling of being like I don't know a five-year-old or whatever I remember it vividly actually um so I just transport myself back into that time and I see like well I was so playful so present I didn't think about tomorrow or next week or next year I was generally kind and non-judgmental and children are curious and you know trusting uh, hopefully um they can be straight to the point they can be creative um so you know these are just some characteristics or like attitudes that we might lose on our path to becoming adults but actually serve us very well um so a big part of like for me to like developing and growing as a person is to unlearn a lot and like get closer again to that mm, yeah that child spirit in a way so that's also so much fun because you know by nature it's very playful um then of course an obvious one is to spend more time outside learn about nature about its processes um like take positive action you know no matter how small it is like saving a bee or like uh, planting a few flowers or growing a little bit of food or reducing your plastic use reducing your water use um donating some money donating some time whatever um whatever you know can have a little impact is good enough it's a good way to start and um, also um like talk to others about their experiences in nature and you know how you feel about it and just share about it you know and like live by example as well not just talk because i could sit here talk and not do any of this stuff it wouldn't help anyone at least uh yeah it wouldn't help me at all um personally so i'm trying to really embody this and that you know that's the hard work it take, takes a lot of time but um if every one of us tries to live as an example for others we're going to see radical change happening you know that's at least how i see it again and again it's fun it's cool like you can literally create your own identity it's like a character you you would create on in some video game but you do it in real life like it's so much fun um and also i you know want to learn more about food and like cooking and find satisfaction really in my food because food is also such a good way to connect to what it means to be alive to connect to where it comes from uh the miracle like all the processes and everything that has to go into this orange for instance um for it to like reach my my mouth and my taste buds it's it's crazy when you think about it um so yeah food is also for me a big driver and uh yeah in general slow down you know do less which by itself i feel like is like revolutionary <laughs> it's very anti-capitalist to do less like to do some art or just chill read a book um you know just hang out hang out sometimes that's fine and then you don't really have to consume a lot you don't spend as much money or energy outward um you kind of yeah reduce the dependency on constant stimulation and consumption Uh, which also saves you money by the way um and also that entails like slowing down entails being content with what is you know um taking care of my body of my well-being um be still more often observe more maybe join some like yoga class or meditation retreat or whatever um so so yeah these have been uh, just some examples of how i go about trying to reconnect um in all those different ways and again like what is great about this is 
you know, this way of thinking is that it's so empowering and leaves so much room for imagination and flexibility so that you can create your own life and reconnect reconnect to yourself, to what it means to be you in a way, as an individual, but also in relation to others, like who is your community, what people do you spend time with, what what is important to you, what do you find beautiful, what do you not like, um, you know, and just take any action that goes in that direction, or just be proactive in like constructing your life in a way that, you know, is consistent with whatever you find out there, where you want to reconnect, or where disconnection has become very um, intense because if we're really disconnected from something we might not even know it you know I didn't know I was disconnected from nature until at some point I was like damn like I love being here like seeing these mountains and like I don't know just walking in this forest literally by accident in a way I remember that like a few years ago I was like I feel so good here like my mental chatter slows down I feel my body like it's exercise, I, I feel better afterwards, um, it's like this very natural tiredness that sets in after a long day outside, you know, it just, and slowly I was like, ah, oh, shit, like, <laughs> I was so disconnected from that part of me, so in a lot of ways, this is, n this is about remembering, remembering who we are, where we're from, what the context is in which we evolved over a very long time, and remembering who we are as a community, as a society, as a country, as a village, as a family. So yeah, this is a big topic. I'm going to stop here. Um, but just to give you some, you know, preliminary thoughts on, yeah, how I approach this topic. And um, I hope you've enjoyed this. It's been uh, very great, like awesome to be back. Um, I hopefully will be able to share more, a bit more regularly but also in this way um, connection right now for me means also to care about myself first and um, yeah that means letting some other stuff go a little bit but I'm going to be back soon and until then take good care and um, have fun with finding out how to reconnect to life see you next time <laughs>